Enter the dragon. As I start the rain, attack the thing of the bank of the rappers on the bandwagon. Feel the fury of a bender, gay with men are slaves. You know you're sexy. Thank you. GQ. What did names like Mustafa and Akbar become too hard to spell? Yo, well, I'm serious now. Well, I'm serious too, Raheem, and this does not make you a man. I should've let you have her. Don't you remember? I'll let you have her. Almost empty. We went from the cops, we went from security guards, to like I'm on the damn track team. If you want respect, you gotta earn it. You gotta be ready to go down, stand up, and die for that stuff if you want to, Jew. Check this out. It's gonna be a piece of cake, Q. Yeah, man, it'll be a piece of cake. We go in, right before 11, get the loot, jet. I got a DJ Saturday night, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to miss that for nobody. GQ! I hold on to the gun. Why should he hold on to the gun? Because I already got it! so it was worth the squeeze <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> We're live. On that note. <laughs> we'll edit that on the West Coast. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Litmus Test Movie Edition. Once again, we're back with uh, another new episode of an old movie. Uh, this week, we're going to be going over Juice, the classic. Started a couple careers. Oh My Ups. Tupac, before we get into that, I'd like to thank my co-host this week, uh, G-Class, going back, bro, and the homie Ian Ray. Thanks for having so, me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad y'all took time out of your busy schedules. So um, this week, we're going to be doing Juice. Doing Juice. That don't sound right. Uh, <laughs> the 92. The 92. They call it a crime, a crime thriller. Like I said, it started uh, Omar Epps' career. Tupac actually was in another movie before this, which I didn't know. He had a cameo. Oh, my God. Oh, you talking about that movie with Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what was it called? Nothing But Trouble? Nothing But Trouble, yeah. Oh, they yeah. call that a role when he was yeah, actually they call in it a himself? Role when he was with the group, yeah. 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 That's like, that's listed as his first credit. Okay, I, I guess, yeah. man. That counts, I know. that counts. That's a cameo. I guess. Yeah, but, but his first leading role. Without getting to, to, to particulars, I just, again, we're going to do our first opinions of the movie. Um, it came out in 92, so a lot of us are really young. So we'll go to the first time you saw the film, if you remember that. Uh, do you remember the first time you saw Juice in? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was actually on network TV on Channel 50. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Probably, <clears throat> it was probably 95, 96, maybe, when I saw for the first time of course it was an extremely censored uh you know tv network version and then i saw the actual movie movie maybe in 0102 
you know, and got to really digest it. You know what I mean? As as a as a uh, you know, uh, uh, not not a. I was gonna say as a as a fully grown adult, but it, it, at the very least, a, a older teenager. Yeah, yeah, I got you. What, what about you, uh, Smith? I'm trying to remember, man. Um, I think it was around the same time, uh, late '90s, mm-hmm. when I first saw it. And I, and I want to say I saw the I saw the edited version first, but it wasn't long after that that I saw the the uh, the old natural and uh, <clears throat> I just. <laughs> I just remember it like having this. I don't. I don't know what it was. It had. It had an impact on me, man. I, I can't really explain it, but I, it was a movie that I remembered uh, for for years to come after that. Yeah, I um. I, I remember. I remember watching it. I I, I want to say I, I got the DVD before I, I actually saw it. Like, cause you know, I saw clips, but I had never watched it from start to finish until I actually owned it. Mm. So like. I remember getting the DVD, watching that. I want to say from Hollywood, uh, Hollywood oh, wow. video. Yeah, but uh, that's your spot, man. Man, listen, built my collection. Half <laughs> <laughs> of my stuff is still in the basement from that place, man. They were giving DVDs too. away. Me too. All them DVDs I bought from Crow's Nest, Best Buy. Yeah, um, man. Still got those. You know what? The edited version actually, like you know, with the exception of the mother suckers. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't. <laughs> It didn't take a whole lot away from the plot. It like, didn't. Right? It didn't. Yeah. If I recall correctly. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so. With that said, I'd like to get into uh, get y'all opinions on y'all goods from the movie because surprisingly, it it held up really well, man. Like rewatching it, I was expecting you know kind of more cringeworthy moments, man. But I think the writing was really solid, and and I would say my my good or the best thing about the movie was Tupac. Like he he jumped off the screen you know what i mean as far as like like his role bishop as a character was like a psycho man but i think every every scene like the intensity he brought man and especially especially like when he got his hands on the gun and like you saw like the change in him like him like basically snapping and like the rage he would talk to them and and everybody like in the movie like he he was he was really good in the movie man i would say he was he was by far like one of the best things about the movie no doubt no doubt oh, oh can i can i talk yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> yeah that was it um, yeah I, I was just about to say the same thing like it's it's it, he he was the best actor in the movie you know like he there were moments where he was he he, he so was craftily able to go from from go, being scared to scary you know the yeah. scenes where he was like acting like it's just a scared teenager you bought it but then the scene, the, the scenes where he was coming off like a, a, a nigga you had to be afraid of, you bought that too, you know. Oh. So the range he showed in this was, you know, incredible. You know, I mean, for the most part, all all the actors understood the assignment. Yeah. Uh, but he was, he was no doubt the best thing in this movie. And you're right, the acting does hold up. I think a lot of the dialogue is, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know this for sure, but I think a lot of the dialogue was actually improvised and uh at least at least the dialogue that felt real you know it's 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 little moments here and there where i feel like oh they they clearly let the actors just do their own thing and improv the the scene a little bit but uh yeah man it it it, it held up after 30 years man it's crazy this movie's 30 years old 92 man that's like a classic man you know man 30 years (laughs) 
man i feel old uh <clears throat> I, I i have to agree with that man i omar epps was clearly you know he was the lead but uh tupac jumped off the screen man and the I have to give credit to the writers for this and, and whoever casted him because you really needed his lines all felt like something he would actually say. Mm-hmm. I think it probably felt like it was a little bit tougher for him to be the the, the more of the uh, the scared person. Um, you know, after they did the heist, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, <laughs> they robbed old man Quillis after they after they did they that. Like sixty dollars, <laughs> right? Right. Count this money. After they did that, he like, dude, he he looked scared. But I was like, uh, I don't know a hundred percent that I believe this. But like you said, when the when the switch was flipped, I believed everything. Like from that point on, I mean, even before that, but from that point on. I believe I believe everything like and it and it was a and and the writers or or the cinematographer however whoever you want to look at everybody put their foot in this because to show that gradual um decline from you know this is a kid that we went to school with and we was all cool with to now we're fearing for our lives from 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 what he may or may not do and Dude, and and to show that I mean, the dude went to the funeral. We're gonna talk about that. The dude went to the to the funeral, hugging family members and and and, and acting like you know, man, I don't I don't know what happened. You know, it just it just it's just crazy. You did it, fool! Like Bro, man, the, I, the, the look the look boys. he gave, yeah, the look he gave uh, Q when he was hugging hugging uh, Raheem's mom, man, was crazy. Man. <laughs> like it gave me chills. I was like, yo, this dude. This dude is acting right here. He was killing it, bro. He was killing it, and it was that was the scene that actually kind of made me realize, like, oh man, Omar Epps, Omar Epps is actually the worst actor here. Like, (laughs) did you see his reaction? I I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call him the worst. He was the worst Um, because 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 no, you know who was the worst? Your boy Radames. He was horrible. Oh, okay. I take that back. I stand corrected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was the, the yeah. absolute worst in this movie. They could have got somebody else to be. I want to show, but what you want? I said, whoa, hold on. What is he asking for here? What is he after here? Is this a love quarrel? You can do this the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> Yeah, I stand corrected. He he was terrible. But I, I but I, I do agree. You know, for for a lead, I feel like Omar Epps definitely could have been stronger. Um, he might have just been, you know, just young and really not a hundred percent sure of himself. This yeah, was his first. Was. This was his first real movie too. This was his first lead too. Because they it, and and I want to. I know we're not we're not talking about scenes specifically, but there, there's a scene when they cut school and. Um, you know they go to the record store and they go they see uh they see old boy <laughs> they see old boy in the in the bar uh you oh, know blizz. Everybody, <laughs> yeah blizz talking about strip and hurry up because you look good like uh, <laughs> but when they go back to uh to Steele's house um and he making them the mystery omelets uh that you could see you could see a, a switch 
you, you can see the imbalance there when he's watching a movie and he just flips you know what i'm saying like talking to q and and the only thing that was leveling him out which I, again i gotta give it to these guys they did a great job the only thing leveling him out was raheem, raheem leveling them both out yep. you know raheem was like y'all are brothers and he like man we ain't brothers but Ra- raheem was the glue so for like all of this establishes you know characters and and who's who's gonna do what in the end and i I just think I, I agree with you. This this movie holds up, man. Yeah, I, I you know what I noticed watching it, and and I didn't you know you don't get that stuff when you're younger, but but a lot of the nuances of how they built the characters, like you mentioned, Raheem being the middle guy, like he was he was the glue. Clearly, Bishop Bishop was the unhinged one. Q right. didn't want to really be there, you know what I mean? Him and Steel, they 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 just they was kind of just there. Yeah, still was a follower. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, he didn't have right. He didn't have his own. He just wherever they told him to do, he, he went. That being established, and then you had okay. So everybody's. I sent y'all the, uh, the alternate ending. Yeah. Um, and how that ending tied into his character that they kind of really built, and I, I can't understand why they changed it to this one. But the character that they built with him kind of going out like that and like watching um with him watching the movie uh white heat and how like you know what i mean how geeked up he was watching the movie and yeah. talking about that's how you go out blah 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 top of the world yeah. right right and that's how that's how he went out like i i how nuanced and how they built that character like i i, I really appreciate that now you know what i mean more more than i did back then you know what i mean because I, I i like the way it, watching it initially i hated bishop like i was like why is he wilding out like that you know what i mean like you're not getting no money it's a dead end. Dude went in there and was robbing the store. He told me, I mean, we need to get in there. He's like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, his whole plan was, it, there was nothing to it. Like, it was all just chaos. And then they, they see him on the news dead a little bit later. And he's like, man, we should, he, that's because he had no backup. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's always, and, and, and that's what I like about this movie. Like, anyone who grew up in an inner city, you know, like us, you know, and, and, had a, a group of friends, man, it was always that one dude that was just extra, you know what I mean? Like, and just it was a knucklehead and you you just didn't get why, you know? I mean, and, and the movie kind of touches on the reasons why mm-hmm. Bishop is the way he is. It doesn't de- delve, you know, as deep as I thought it, it, it should have, but like, there's always that one dude who's just, who has to go the extra mile, who has to go out of his way to prove he's hard. And, you know everybody should respect him and it's if you're fortunate enough you recognize it and you get away from that person but yeah. everybody's known that guy yeah like yeah I like like the motivation he had you know what i mean with his pops i didn't i didn't even notice before like i didn't even know he had a dad in the movie but like how his pops was broken and then it comes up in conversation about what what happened to his dad in jail and like basically he lost his manhood you know what i mean so him looking down on his dad like man i never go out like that it all builds to his character, even though they didn't, you know, they didn't go into much about it. Like, I feel like they, they built some, like, amazing characters. I wish they could have went more into it, but, but when I, it was written, I think it's dope. I think, to, to piggyback on your, <clears throat> excuse me, on your original thought about the ending, um, I, I, I really think that they, they were struggling. Because if they, had, if they had gone with the alternate ending that, that we saw... Um, then it would have been much more of an adult decision. You know what I'm saying? I think they wanted they wanted to to 
to bring innocence back to his character. So when he's in that situation, when, when he's about he's it's a possibility that he could die if if Q can't pull him back up. It's like Q, my brother, like, I'm sorry, like he without without him saying it and him showing a bit of humanity. Whereas the other ending, dude was like, "Nah, I ain't going. <laughs> I ain't going to jail." It's like, yeah. what? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it kind of would have like, been like, "I like that. I like that I ending because it, I feel it, like that fit his character." Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, but what I'm thinking is perhaps because well, no, nah, this was rated R, so it doesn't have anything to do with the rating per se. But I think because. Sometimes, and I don't want to speak for him, I, I probably have to do a little bit more research on this, but I think sometimes they feel a responsibility uh, not just to the character, but to the people watching. So if kids would have been watching that, they'd have been like, oh, this dude went crazy, and then he still went out the way he wanted to. Instead, they were like, you know, all of this, he just he just kind of lost it, and, and what he really needed was a hug I, I don't know I don't know what the, ultimately I don't know what, what they're saying the in the like, end with it, it's, it's very if they had left the original ending where he, he's like I'm not going to jail and then he falls to his death to me that would have been consistent with his character and it also absolves Q of any blood guilt because Q was honestly trying to help him but to the outsider looking in it looks like they had this fight to the death and you know he he let him go over the, over the you know the, the edge of the building so Man, I, I really wish they had, they had kept that ending. Plus, yeah. plus, like it explains too why he didn't. He was the only one who saw the the heist gone gone bad for Blizzard differently from the rest of his boys. Because he's thinking like, oh man, well Blizz went out like a G, you know. Because yeah. to him, in his mind, it could have been worse. He could have went to jail, and something worse could have happened to him. He would have so, ended up yeah. like his pops. Right, right, right. So that's, that's, that also yeah. explains why he was the only one who saw the Blizzard thing a little differently from the other three. Yeah, but then if that's the case, but see, I think it, I think at that point it kind of adds a little bit to the character because the, he, not to say that he was talking crazy. No, I don't think that's what they were trying to trying to project. But I, I <clears throat> maybe they were, maybe they were just like, man, you know, he just got lost. You know, he. He's his dad has gone through it. His life has been rough, you know, without the support of his dad and his mom. Because I think he was living with his grandmother and uh, and his dad, so he didn't have that support structure. This was his family, and now he sees, you know, that he he's he's in this in this position, and it's like, you know, what am I? You know, I'm gonna lose what little bit of family I have. Like I'm gonna lose my life if if he can't pull me back up. I agree with you though because the way they wrote it. They set it up for him to to do that ending, but they just went a different way. I agree with you. Like if they wouldn't have put the blizzard part in there where he was so strong about it, then I think the ending would have fit a little bit better. So I, I agree with you. So so alternate alternate ending aside, what would be your bad from the movie or least favorite parts of the movie? Well, if you ask him, <laughs> if you asking me. Uh, Rodimez was cheeks, bro, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't like the, <laughs> I don't, like the the movie is going along smooth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm even cool with uh with Flex Alexander in there. I'm even cool with him, but Rodimez, man, that, that man, that that was that was some of the worst acting I've ever seen, man. And I'm supposed to be scared of this guy? No, 
Nah, no way, bro. No way. Um, I think also, you know, I mean, it's kind of tough because I wasn't big on cutting class, but they, they made it look easy, bro. Like, like it was just no problem. They had the parents looking like fools. Like they just, you know, oh man, I'm, we busy doing our lives. I ain't got time to watch him going to school and this and that. Um, and also <laughs> let me, let me add this little point, man. Quincy is dating old girl from in Vogue. Bro, really? No. Bro, you kidding me, right? Listen. I'm supposed to go for that? She no way. Moment in this movie. Listen. <laughs> no way, man. And no way. Not, one of the biggest things I was looking at. Did you see the dude she was with before? Yeah. yeah. Whatever his name looking is. Like, uh, looking like Billy Preston. <laughs> 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 no way, man. No, no, no. She That's left She left dude from the... Why was she messing with dude from the love boat anyway? Did she, she go get a high schooler? That's the thing. Q was a high schooler. He's young enough where he's still getting chased by truant officers. Now, you can legally, <laughs> you can legally drop out at 16. So if he's getting chased down by truant office, truancy officers, I'd say hey, this dude's younger, either 16 or younger. She She's grown with a whole ex-husband. A whole career. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the thing about the movie. Like like the message. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg. I'm I'm I'm, I'm no no no. I'm, you you said everything I'm thinking. So go ahead. I'm just I was just gonna say as far as what critiques I have for the movie that did not age well. That little subplot there. Yeah. You know. I mean, looking at it, looking at it back then, you're like, oh man, this dude. You really the one with the juice. You know, he got. Oh, man. <laughs> you know. It, it, you know, all the ladies seem to like him. He's yep. an up and coming DJ. People are coming to him for tapes. You know, yep. he's the one with the real juice. But yet, you know, he's letting this peer pressure of his crew get him pulled into stupid stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they're, they're so unsupportive of him throughout the movie. Like when he tells them, man, I, I passed my audition, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. OK, yeah, whatever for that. But yeah, we about to rob, rob uh, uh, Miss Old Man Quillis. <laughs> Old Man Quillis. <laughs> He's like, man, dog. I'm he's just like, like, I'm about to win this DJ competition, man. I'm talking about $30, man. Dude, ain't got no money in the register. Bro, the prize for the DJ competition was going to change his life. And they was like, oh, no, don't worry about that, man. We need you. We need four guys on a heist at the at the bodega. And you got to be kidding me, man. You could have robbed that with two people. No problem. Why do you need four people? Like, that, that didn't make any sense to me. I'm just looking at this dude like, bro, find some new friends. But, like... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking at it through the eyes of a, of a 37, 38 year old. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But as a kid, you know, when you're in it, you don't see it that way. Yeah. And you know, seeing it on screen is, is a little different. But man, we all been there where we we were hanging with people who were kind of like a waste of our time. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as what else didn't age, man, that DJ did not age well at all. I'm like, who's who's doing the soundtrack for this DJ? This is not what DJ sounded like even back then. Okay, so I believe that it was. If I did my research correctly, I believe it was DJ Scratch who did the the scratches for it. The problem is the actors acting like they're doing what he's doing. Because I think he dumbed it down. You know what I'm saying? Made it simple enough. But Omar Epps ain't no DJ. Did tell him just, just do scratches and nothing else? I mean, there was no there was no groove. There was no rhythm. There was no beat. Like, nah, this was, this was, this was, the, I think they were trying to make it like a movie. nerdy. Yeah, this was movie yeah. DJing. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what would happen if they had a, a, a private DJ competition. It's kind of like a uh, Zoolander when they did their underground modeling. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> it's like this makes no sense, dude. Like, why are y'all doing this? And did y'all like, did y'all notice the nigga in the tux next to Queen Latifah? <laughs> Nobody noticed that. I know Fab Five Freddy was there, but I don't. I don't know, know what uh, the dude. Ed Lover was in it. Yeah. EPMD. Oh, man. The dude in the tux was the worst actor in the movie. He was worse than uh, he was worse than Rodder Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised y'all didn't see that. Oh man! Uh, now I'm gonna have to go back and look at. It. I think I'm gonna uh, send you the cliff notes, man. Prim Prim did an excellent review of that movie. Uh, he pointed it out too, so I, I, I'll send y'all the cliff notes. <laughs> the, the the bads. I, there's a couple. Y'all mentioned a couple. I think I think mine mine would be more so with the. I I, I would say the actual movie. Like I didn't. I wish the characters were more fleshed out. Like you kind of got surface level everybody you know oh my ups got this he got a, a dope dj thing he got a, a a grown girlfriend he got all this stuff going on you got you got bishop who they really don't talk about he just kind of wild out you got uh raheem you know he got the baby mom and stuff but it's it's just like none of the characters when raheem got shot it didn't i didn't feel anything you know what i mean i didn't kind of know enough of him you know, he, he, oh really you didn't i mean he was a, he was a good dude but like was he though? I was he let, uh, he was a dead. Yeah. He was a dead. He let he let special ed take his girl. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he had a kid with old girl and he ain't want nothing to do with her. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know how good of a guy he was. Mama, and his baby mama was busted, man. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like I d I didn't want to dive into that, but I mean if you <laughs> if we going ahead first, yeah, she was I'm like Rodimus, look at you, bro. I think, let's be honest, I'm going to lay this out for you. And this is just a small little note. If they had switched his sister with um, the baby mother, made the baby mother his sister, and made his sister the baby mother, I would have went for That would have made sense. Right, because then you would have been like, okay, I understand him being mad. But I'm like, bro, why are you trying so hard? She busted. Move on. Pock all in his ear. That used to be your girl. Who cares? <laughs> right. I, I thought that was your girl. Head. That's because Pac was a troublemaker, man. Bro, he, it's it's the little thing. Wanted, he just wanted to see the world burn. Man. That's all he wanted, man. I ain't happy. You should be happy, man. You need to go and fight then, that nigga. Okay, so some of the casting, right? So again, we talked we talked about Rodimez, right? But Tretch was in his crew. Why didn't you give those lines to Tretch? Yeah, like, he would have been a, a, a more imposing, physically imposing bully than. Yeah, I would have believed that. Rodman. They, they said Tretch was supposed to get Bishop. Him, uh, right. uh, Donald Faison, Daryl Mitchell, I think, was, was in the running for it. For, for, for Bishop? Yeah. Wow. Or, so or they, they, so they, was looking at, they was looking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Donald Faison. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had the bear scouting department looking looking at actors. He's just asking everybody to come he in. They was looking everywhere. <laughs> but Tretch, I agree. Tretch would have been a little too old for the role. You, I wouldn't have bought him as a high schooler. But he wasn't a high schooler, right? Because Rodimaz didn't go to high school. No, 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 no. Um, oh, no, you mean as the bully or as 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 Bishop? I mean as the leader of the leader yeah, of that Rodimaz crew. I, oh, I think you could have right, right. Yeah, I would have bought yeah, him as the leader definitely. of the gang, but not yeah. Him. Definitely would have made more sense. But at least, at least they look like high schoolers. We'll we'll, we'll have this conversation about another movie later. But uh, 
<laughs> oh man! <laughs> but on that note, we'll, we'll get to our final grades. Oh, one one more thing, Dave. Before go ahead, go ahead. before we dive into that, I in preparation for this, I was just curious. I did a little research on what critics were saying about the movie mm. Juice at the time. And I mm-hmm. saw pulled up an old review that Siskel and Ebert did. And, you mm-hmm. know, they were split on whether or not they liked it or not. But it, it while Ebert liked it, man, he got the he totally got the wrong message from this movie. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, it's it's a it's a great commentary on how dangerous handguns are in the inner city. And I'm like, oh, you, you missed the whole point in the movie. Like, handguns or one hand in the, in the hands of the wrong person. Well, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, like we all know, guns is in the hood, like like that. But it, it, to me, it was just like it's amazing to see how critics viewed <clears throat> uh, black films or quote unquote hood films as like a commentary on guns. It's like right. that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is how how destructive peer pressure can be. You had this dude who had everything going for himself who had the quote unquote juice that they were looking for and trying to rob this store and, and, you know, whatever else they were getting into, but yet he's getting ready to throw his life away because of peer pressure. And and that's the moral of the story, not like handguns. I mean, clearly he's looking at it from a different perspective. I got, I I can't fault him for it, but man, that's a bad take. It doesn't age well at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we already, we already knew this. I, I just have another so, why was Q hiding in the broom closet at uh, Samuel Jackson's place, Trip, and with the standing right at the door with the lights off? First off, Samuel Jackson was cool with it; like he wasn't even surprised. <laughs> Secondly, I don't even understand how he get by you, and then why is he there? Like I, I didn't understand. And then he goes and gets the gun from uh, what she knew was she knew his uh, the lady knew his mother. She gave him a little Saturday night special or something like that. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't. What? Like, okay, I guess. I mean, I mean she was the gun plug, so. Yeah, I can, I can go with that. I can go with that. It reminded me of that scene from Money Talks when Chris Tucker said he needed a gun and he went to old oh boy. But um, it, it was, it was like these little bitty scenes that kind of it didn't throw off the plot. I won't say that, but it was like. Eh, Okay, maybe they could have done something a little bit different. And they what didn't st- make sense was him getting rid of the gun right after buying it. it was- immediately, yeah, immediately. Chuck. Like, he was like, "Yeah, I threw it. I threw it away." Huh? It was like, yeah, what? I was like, "What? Why would, would we, why we even go through all this? <laughs> How'd you go get it? Now you got it. Now you got to change your heart when when dude is coming to kill you. You already didn't set this up. And then should have had a uh, scene where somebody talked to him. Like yeah. maybe maybe his older girlfriend who should have been in jail. Um, she should have talked. <laughs> You should have talked to him like, "Yo, it ain't guns. What got you into this predicament?" Like, right. you know, or maybe with him and and and, and, yeah. and slip in a, a message of, of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of like Man. as a, as a come to Jesus moment, like because he yeah. he he made the quote unquote right decision. You know, so dude, maybe even Samuel Jackson, right, if he if he's trip. the guy that you say he keeps his ear ear to the streets, he knows everything that's going on. Like he knew he got the he got he won the the spot in the in the competition before he even made it out the made it out the 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 the, the thing the interview. So it was like if 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 you could have used Samuel Jackson to do something more than just pass a note along to him, you know what I'm saying? I was like ah, he could have talked to him like yo man, you don't need this gun, you you know what I'm saying? He could have worked that out. Old girl Yolanda, nah, she should have been. 
if she'd have been seen with Q, arrested on the spot, <laughs> removed from her position at the hospital, which, how long has she been working there? She like head nurse. No, man. Nah. <laughs> no, something's wrong here. I remember watching that before. I was like, something's wrong here. And then they show a scene. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, well, they was in the bed, right? Am I missing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah they, they were in the bed. bed. Yeah. Smoking. Yeah. Knocking the boots, Gina, and I and 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 dude is like he's in high school and she's a grown woman. Like, why would y'all put that in there? Her ex-husband looked like a Bethelite. <laughs> <laughs> Remember them nineties Bethelites <laughs> with the with the sweater vest with the with the blazer over the top of that boy yeah, with that shaped up box face. Right? <laughs> oh, snap. just looking at him, upset. Yeah, that, they have some issues with this one, but I overall, and I can't even explain it. But overall, I like the I like the movie. I like watching it every time every time I see it. So, 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 so give me a grade. Uh, I'm gonna give it a B, man. I'm gonna give it a B. Um, maybe I'll go B minus. Just, just you know, if I'm, I don't know. Every time I watch it, I enjoy it. Um. Maybe it's because of when I first saw it that kind of sticks with me. You know, I was either I was in high school or I was um, coming out of high school. So I think I was in high school. So it just kind of it kind of stuck with me. Some, you know, some of the characters I kind of latched on to and and I and I kind of, you know, saw similarities, parallels in my life a little bit. So I don't know. I I, I can go to I give it a B minus go to B minus. What about you? Uh, about you, Ann? Oh man, I'm right there with Greg. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a solid B, man. Um, you know, the the movie is good at, at what it's it's trying to do and the message it's trying to convey. You know, Ernest Dickerson apparently he was the director of photography for Spike Lee, so he kind of comes from that Spike Lee, I guess you could say, family tree a little bit, and it's definitely reflected in some of the um, the art direction and some of the scenes, especially at night. When you kind of get those uh, those those colorful hues, you know, to to the to certain scenes, you know, as if if you pay attention to the message of the movie, you know, it it, it exceed it, it succeeds at, at getting a, its message across, you know, and, and because of that, I could kind of forgive a lot of the uh, technical mistakes, uh, some 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 of the corny dialogue, and you know, obvious don't age well me too moments of the movie, right. but. The movies, you know, it, it succeeds. What would would I would I let my son watch this at age fourteen? Yeah, yeah. It, the, the the movie's good. You know, it's it's not creme de la creme, but you know, with with, with a lot of these hood movies, man, the, the the message gets so lost sometimes. I shouldn't say so lost, but sometimes it could get lost because I think because of the white gaze, you're, you're they're being thrown into this world that they're, they're it's it's alien to them. And they're so taken back by some of the uh, bad conditions that exist in the hood for black people that, you know, some of some of the obvious some of the messages that are obvious to us get by critics and get by other, you know, uh, uh, film goers and whatnot. I'm kind of along the lines you guys are. I was thinking I would give it a B to a solid movie. I feel like it's held up very well for a movie that came out in 92, you know, especially young actors. You had a young Unproven, Omar Epps, Tupac, you know, that, that got him Poetic Justice and a bunch <clears> of other movies, you know what I mean? Like, this this was kind of the beginning, but I feel like a lot of the performances still have held up. The story's still, it has its flaws. It's not a perfect movie, but it's still 
a watchable flick. And I feel like for it to do that over 30 years is, is impressive, man. Like a lot of movies can't do that. And, and like you mentioned, like the whole, I don't want to call it a black movie, uh, you know, but it, it is, you know, it's, it's a hood classic. You got a black director, black cast, black story. So it's, it's for, for it to be that kind of movie and, and not be, I don't know, state property or something like that. Like it's, it's a solid flick, man. It's an excellent watch. I must, if I, if I can add, I, I think it's impressive this movie in particular to have four, you could call them lead characters. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they tail off to one specifically just because they want to make Bishop more uh, aloof, I guess, more mysterious. Um, but it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to make a movie with to start off with four lead characters and then bring them together and make them feel in a short amount of time, make them kind of like drop you into their their lives and, and and get a peek at like their name their dynamic and you're looking at them like something is off you mm-hmm. know like this this is obviously this is not right like i don't know it doesn't answer a lot of questions but it does put a lot of questions in front of you for like you know why is raheem looking at like why is raheem able to control bishop in this way um how why is raheem the glue uh what happened when they were younger uh, Steel, how did he get a part of this group? He's a lame, um, <laughs> bro. Bro, you laying out like the ingredients for a prequel, man. But what I'm, I, what I'm, I get what you're saying. Good. Yeah, because they, 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 you know, that you when you drop somebody into the story, it, you have all these questions like, okay, how did you know? How do we get yeah. here? How do we, yeah. how do we go through all of this? And and why is why is Q so loyal to them that he's willing to blow his chance? At, at this huge opportunity to DJ to go rob a store for like 60 bucks. Like, mm-hmm. why, why would he do that? You know what I'm saying? And well, I think the alibi, the alibi angle of it was, was pretty smart. I, the I alibi was smart. Yeah, that was smart. But then they all left together. Like, if, if Q was, <laughs> like, if, if they were smart, they would have done it while Q was spinning. You know what I'm saying? They would have showed up there first, let Q spin. He goes to the next round. He stays there. They go do their thing and then come right back. And then Q could be like, yeah, they was here the whole time. Mm-hmm. But they, they was like, no, you got to come with us. Why? Like, what, what? It didn't make any sense. Why? So, so that was a one man job. If, if that. Like, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they got to the door. You know Exactly. I mean? Exactly. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I've been timing the cops rotation. Get out of here, dude. But I think with a better, maybe maybe a little bit, maybe tweak the script just a little bit. I think this definitely could have been an A movie. But to say all of that, still a hood classic. Still got some of my favorite situational conversations um, when they're at when they're at Steele's house and the other one <laughs> when he was hiding behind that locker. Uh, when Omar Epps thought he was slick, he gonna go back to school, and he's like, "Oh man, Bishop ain't gonna come up in here." And Bishop waiting right behind that locker door. <laughs> That's one of my favorite line, like conversations. I will never ever forget that for as long as I live, man. I love that so. That's all I want to say. I just had to get that off. Yes, I, I'm giving. You know, what? I'm gonna give it a B. Not even a B minus. I'm gonna give it a B because I forgot about that. I'm gonna stick with the B. All right. Yeah. So that's. Seems to be a unanimous great. Uh, still a pretty good watch. Absolutely. Indeed, but on that note, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. But it's us like to thank the guests, G Class. And, Appreciate uh, you. Beginning to be uh, a regular. 
Brother Ray, thanks yes, again, sir. man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll post it. I'll post the link for um, that alternate ending too, in case anybody hadn't seen it. Oh yeah, on that note, on that note uh, thanks for tuning in. It's been the litmus test. Peace. Peace. from me, man. Nothing. Just came to see if you was all right. See how you been doing. Well, I ain't, I ain't talked to nobody, all right? I know. We <laughs> cool. Always will be. I just came to see what's up. Let me tell you something, B. I'm only playing your fucking game because ain't shit else to do. But don't you ever pull a gun on me again in your life. I hope I won't have to. Yeah, we all go down if you do, because we all crew. Just try me if you think I'm bull. <laughs> Look at this. The brother finally decides to stand up like a man and throw down. Too bad Raheem had to die first, huh? It's over. Everything starts from now. We all go down unless we stay together. Ain't no one man above the crew. You know that. Crazy, man. You know what? When you said that last time, I was kind of tripping, right? But now, you right. I am crazy. But you know what else? Give a f I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Steel. And I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. I don't give a fuck about myself. Look, I ain't. I ain't never gonna be. And you less of a man than me. So as soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be. Pow. So be it. You remember that, motherfucker.